Welcome back to the show, everyone. If you don't already know, I'm Jill, and I'm sitting here with my best friend and business partner, Mary. And today's episode is all about building stronger friendships and relationships through the magic of collaboration. That's right. You know, so often we hear about competition being the driving force in relationships. But what if we told you that there's a different way? What if we said that collaboration can be the secret sauce to nurturing deeper, more meaningful connections with the people in our lives, despite what we see in the media and have likely even experienced personally? In this episode, we're diving into the heart of why we believe in collaboration in terms of business, yes, but really for your daughter and how she views relationships and friendships in her life. We'll explore how an abundance mindset can transform the way we approach relationships, why diversity in our social circle is essential, and how to initiate different opportunities that can create a space for our kids to practice more collaboration. And as always, we've got a special bonus for you to accompany this episode. Stick around to hear more about our collaboration checklist for building strong relationships designed to help you and your daughter put these ideas into action in your own life. So whether you're looking to deepen your existing relationships, help your daughter in making new friends, or simply foster a more collaborative and harmonious mindset, this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. Okay, so our last podcast episode was with the girls from the Elite Competitor Program. They run a program, as the title would suggest, for elite athletes. They have a niche. They're out of Washington. What they've built is absolutely incredible, and Jill and I are huge fans of it. Big fans. But it's funny, the narrative that comes along with supporting organizations, individuals who are doing the same-esque type of work that uh-huh. you're doing. And since partnering with them, we're, we're affiliates for their program, meaning we are big advocates for it. We're directing people to it. We work with athletes here in Arizona. We work with teams. We work with coaches. And we're directing people to their program. And the questions that we've gotten are, aren't they your competition? 
is that going to be good for your business? Isn't that going to be bad for your business? And we want to have a conversation today around the concept of collaboration versus competition. Because we as a society for years and years and years and years have been conditioned to think that we need to compete with one another rather than collaborate with one another. And the wild part is I'm wearing a shirt today that says collaboration over competition. Well, it really is the thread of our business. We want to link arms with people who are doing the same work we're doing because we have a huge problem, not just in our state, not just in our country, but the world is suffering based on the fact that so many individuals are suffering. And if Jill and I came from a mindset where we were just boxing everybody out and thinking that we could help solve all the world's problems, we would get absolutely nowhere. (laughs) We would be burnt out. Yeah, we really can only serve so many people with the way our business is structured right now. Now we're constantly growing and evolving and ebbing and flowing and pivoting and and figuring out ways to serve more people. But in and of itself, even that, even structuring our business in a different way to bring on more clients or touch, move and inspire more girls doesn't mean we're going to hit them all. Right. Well, and I think this is a really interesting conversation for the parents tuning into this, especially because your daughters, I'm sure, are involved in some sort of activity, whether it's dance, gymnastics, sports, band, church group, whatever it is. And girls are taught at a very young age that their friend who might have been mean to them and said some unkind words are now their competition or they're out to get one another. Their enemy, their frenemy. Their frenemy. And I catch my nine-year-old who's in fourth grade talking about this all the time. This is for boys. So I can only imagine what it sounds like for girls their age and up. So I really want the parents to lean into this conversation because this conversation is going to support you when your daughter comes home or in the car and says, so-and-so said this, or I'm looking at her as competition and she's better, so I need to work twice as hard. This is going to help support you in coaching your daughter in not looking at that person as better, but how do we learn from that person so that you can win together? And honestly, there's nothing wrong with healthy competition, but there's a word in that sentence that we really want to underline and highlight, and that's healthy. Healthy competition is amazing. So we want your daughter to have something to strive for in terms of someone being better than her skill set wise, right? To to put it on her vision board to say, I want to be at that level one day. But it, it starts to become unhealthy when we start seeing somebody as competition in a catty backstabbing type of way. Mm-hmm. And just to paint the picture of what we mean by that, look at how the media portrays women's relationships. There are countless examples of the media pitting women against one another. And one of the main ones, if we're talking about Gen Z and who your daughters are listening to or watching on screen, earlier this year, there was a huge debacle between Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez, right? They both dated. One is now married to the same person. So naturally, they have competition with one another based on the relationships that they've been in, when realistically, they are both hugely accoladed women, right? They both own their own makeup companies. Selena is an incredible singer. She 
is an actress. Like she Mm -hmm. is so multifaceted as is Hailey Bieber. And we don't focus on their strengths in that way. Instead, we pit them against one another based on a love interest. And I'm, I'm on Instagram right now because a trend report that we have done previously was around Lily Reinhardt and Sydney Sweeney. And there was a, a clip of these two women hugging on a red carpet. And then one of them was caught with a certain look on her face and the media went absolutely wild, speculating that there was something going on between the two of them and they didn't like one another. And they immediately shut it down because both of them got on their social media, posted pictures of them together with the caption saying, stop making villains out of women every chance you get. So that is really where we're coming from in terms of this episode and this topic because we are so much better together when we can collaborate, when we can support one another, we go further faster. We sure do. So we're three-point preachers today. We want to we wanna come at you with three points as to how you can really drill this point home for your girls. And we're going to talk about it in business terms for how we're growing our business, but we want you to find yourself in this story. So to help you do that, we're going to have a freebie at the end of this episode for you to download in terms of a checklist that you can print off and have at home for talking points around why collaboration is so important with friendships and relationships as far as your daughter's concerned. Now, we don't also want to muddy the water and say if she's had friendships that are hard or backstabby or catty for her to collaborate with those people, but that's not to turn every one of her friendships into the villain in her life. Right. And just before we kick off with number one, you're going to have women, if we're talking about ourselves, you're going to have women in your life that you're not always going to vibe with, gel with, but how do you work with them in a cordial way where it doesn't feel like they're robbing you of your energy? And that's what we want to also have you teach your daughter is that she's not always going to have besties that are in her math classes and after school programs and in all of her extracurricular activities. But how do we teach our girls and give them the language and the vocabulary so that they then can really open their mindset up, open their their hearts and their thinking to really embrace these girls, whether they're besties with them or not? At least just being cordial, right? Yeah, respectful. Mm-hmm. So Jill, you teed the first point up perfectly in terms of mindset. So our first point is having an abundance mindset versus having a scarcity mindset. And we as humans are conditioned to have a scarcity mindset, meaning we think there is one big pie. And if you take a piece of that pie, you are leaving less of the pie for me to have. And Mm. realistically, that is not the case. We create scenarios for ourselves. We can create situations out of thin air based on how big our brains can dream. So there isn't necessarily scarcity in terms of relationships. Maybe one relationship didn't work out and that is okay. That doesn't mean your friend can't be friends with the friend that it didn't work out with, right? That doesn't make your daughter less of a person or less of a friend if a friendship didn't work out. What that is, is feedback. So 
If a friendship doesn't work out, why didn't it work out? You can workshop with her the reasons as to why it didn't work out. So you're able to then really teach her what she values in relationships. We like to say it's never a mistake. It's always a lesson, right? We either win or we learn. So if a friendship breaks up, we get to learn from why it broke up and what we're seeking in the next relationships that we're looking for. Ooh, I love that. I think the the word abundance too, it's like in my mind, I have a visual of like expansion. Like you need to think so much more than just what's in front of you to embrace this abundance mindset, whether you are, like we were saying, friends with the people or you're cordial with the people. And it starts with you, moms. It does. The adults in these girls' lives are watching us. So being really mindful of how you also speak about other kids' parents and girls because they pick up way more by them watching us than us actually teaching them. So this work starts with you first before you then teach your daughter. It is caught, not taught. And if you need a reminder of where you might be talking a little bit of smack about some girls in their life, is she on a team? Are you downplaying some other girl's skill or thinking that your girl is better than her and you're talking-ish about that girl? Now, I know most of you might be aghast at that, but if we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of us have probably done that in the past and you are teaching your daughter to do that in her present and in her future. And that is not allowing her to explore what an abundance mindset looks like yeah, and how it can serve her in creating friendships. Yeah, because we want her to come to you, of course, to be able to like express her feelings. But it's you being really mindful of like, hey, great, I hear you. I know that really stunk and that would make me upset. You empathize with her and then say, you know, here's what you can do to overcome this or whatever it is. It's like you be the bigger person in listening to the disappointment. That's also having an abundance mindset. Point number two for business for us is like we talked about when we opened this episode, there is no possible way that Jill and I can serve everyone who has a problem. So by collaborating with other organizations that do similar work than we do, we get to serve a really diverse audience. So in terms of your girls and thinking of how you can implore them to think the same way. They are raised to think that they need to be friends with girls in their school, right? And they have opportunities because they're in school five days a week for eight hours a day to explore those friendships. But how do you create space and opportunities for them to find friends outside of where they normally are? So is that in extracurricular activities? Is that in taking them to different locations, parks, for them to have the opportunity to come across other girls that are not in their direct line of action all day, every day, for them to be able to know and understand that they have the opportunity to meet meet and make friends outside of what they do on a daily basis. And this builds self-confidence. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that we hear all the time from girls and their families that they are craving friendship. And in order for friendships to grow and evolve and and put themselves out there, that's exactly it. You got to put your daughter in different situations for her to test her skills 
around making friends. And what do I mean by skills? It's using her voice. It's overcoming, stepping out of the car to then go and do the thing. It's all of those little things that is developing her confidence. So if she can do it one time and you catch it in the moment and be like, oh my gosh, you did it. Remember how nervous you were, but you did it. You can do it again and again and again and again. That's her exercising and flexing those skills to grow in her confidence so that she can reach more girls to bring into her community that is going to raise her up versus tearing her down. And realistically, school is a very small portion of our lives. And we get caught up thinking that we're raising kids, but I want you to reframe that. You've heard me say this over and over and over. We're not raising kids. We're raising adults. And in order to raise a healthy contributing adult, we need to be able to put them in situations where they are uncomfortable and we are testing their skills because school is a large part of their day, as I pointed out, but it's not going to be the end all be all for them in terms of where they will meet and make friends in the future. They're going to have to get jobs and meet new coworkers and join book clubs or whatever it is that they're interested in mm-hmm. as adults, they're going to have more of a landscape to put themselves out there to meet people in the future. So you might as well start creating opportunities for them to do it now. So by the time they are ready to launch and they're off to college or they're at their first job, they have the skills to make the friends and they don't fear it. Instead, they embrace it. Then they're learn- using that abundance mindset. Absolutely. And number three is building a strong community. Mm. Building a strong community. So I love that all of these are really stacking on one another. And building a strong community means exactly that. How do you find community outside of just your daughter going to school? Or, okay, maybe she has a friend at school that's very special and then she has a cousin. Great. You're noticing that she needs more community. So what does that look like in order for her to really build that strong community? And it's not about numbers. I also think that's something, Mary, that we need to highlight. It's not about like her needing to have 20 friends in order to build a strong community. Right. But who are those like core people that are in her life that makes her feel the most herself? Because that's what we need to work on. It is quality over quantity. And that saying that come the saying that comes to mind for me is you are an average of the five closest people that you surround yourself with. So if the five people in your life are negative and downtrodden on themselves, you will be the sixth. However, if you hang out with five people who are healthy and positive and involving themselves in healthy and positive things, you will be the sixth. And something that is increasingly important on a daily basis that Jill and I will throw ourselves into every time is the fact that our most important and valued capital is relationship capital. Amen. It is not what you know. It is who you know. And that Mm -hmm. point proves itself time and time and time again. So Jill, you brought up the example of maybe her bestie has a cousin and that cousin is involved in some other thing. And your daughter likes to, to hang out with the cousin as well. Then she gets to meet again, people outside of her normal everyday community and stretch herself and introduce herself to 
a completely new, different group of people. Community really helps us network and expand our knowledge and problem-solving skills. We get to share partnerships, and as we grow and, and meet more people, then we add those people to the collective, therefore having more resources to lean into. Absolutely. And I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, but this is something so I want to extract this from what you just said. It is all about teaching your daughter and you doing this yourself too. You have to give in order to get. You oh, have the rule of reciprocity. The rule of reciprocity. So of course, if she's sitting there wanting, I want to get more friends. I want to get more friends. Then how is she showing up for her friends in other ways? So that example, Mayor, of you saying, yeah, she has this cousin who then has a friend and she got invited to this birthday party. It's like, go show up. Give her your time. Show up. And even if you don't know her, you have no idea what can come from that. Then she shows up to this birthday party. She's giving her time, her energy, herself. In return, she's going to get a new friend out of that. So the more that you give to people, the more you get. And how we do that in our business is if we are asking for volunteers to show up for us in the programs and the camps and the workshops that we're offering, you better believe we need to do that for other people. We can't just expect that it's me, 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 I, I, I. How do we serve? How do we add value to what other people are doing? Because it is reciprocal. A hundred percent. We often chat about this with our girls in our one-on-one -on -one program about their love languages. So parents listening in, one of your love languages with your kids is likely quality time. You like to spend time with your kids. And at a certain age, they probably don't want to spend time with you. However, they want things from you, whether it's an extended curfew or the latest iPhone or the shiny new insert fill in the blank, right? We try our best to teach our girls that the rule of reciprocity is really important. So if parents' love language is quality time, you're going to get things from your parents by giving them what they want out of you. Spend 10 minutes in the kitchen with your mom cooking dinner, right? Sit down with your dad while he's watching a football game for 15 minutes and ask him a couple of questions about it. The more that you do that for your parents, the more they're going to see the effort, the more they're going to want to give to you because mm -hmm. they're not going to feel like then it's a one-way street, right? right? Where they're just giving, 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 and all of your kids are asking to get, get, get. So the rule of reciprocity is huge for us in our business and can be utilized in regular, regular friendships and relationships, <laughs> that is right? True. So it is our, it's our secret sauce. And is. I think that truly is what people ask us, what makes you and I unique? Like where people are like, there's just an energy about you. It is truly us wanting to give ourselves in order for then people to love and pour into us. Truly, that's that's who we are inside of our business and that is who we are outside of our business. And we want to teach more people the cheat code to doing that as well. And I want to throw in a little bonus point because this is also something we get to talk about with our girls pretty much on a daily basis because as much as girls think that their problems are individual to them, they're not. They're very universal in terms of what girls are struggling with. And it's the rule of buckets. So not every friend is going to be a bestie. And I know we touched on this at the beginning of the episode, but it it, it pays to dive a little deeper on this as well. I love that you're highlighting this. 
Well, and it is. We we talk about it in terms of primary, secondary, tertiary. So if you imagine the target sign, you're the you're the red dot in the middle, and the white dot around that is your primary friends. Those are your friends that you can tell anything to, that you can trust with your secrets, that you can vent to, that you know have your best interest at heart, that will call you out when you need to be called out, that will call you up when you need to be called up. Then you've got the next ring. That's your secondary ring. Those are friends that are friends maybe more acquaintances that you don't necessarily want to divulge your deepest, darkest secrets to because you're not sure if they have your best interest at heart. Are they fun to hang out with? Are they fun to talk to? Absolutely. And what we see with girls is they cross those wires. So they wind up sharing intimate details of their lives to their secondary and tertiary acquaintances. And those secondary and tertiary acquaintances then go and betray their trust. So then the girl is left wondering why that happened. They're left hurt. They're left downtrodden on themselves in terms of thinking, well, see, I just I'm bad at making friends. And what they're bad at is not making friends. They're bad at using their discernment to understand who they need to be talking to about certain things and who they shouldn't be talking to about certain things. We like to tell girls that if they're going to vent, they need to understand who to vent to because a vent goes into another room. If you Mm -hmm. think about a vent, it leads into another room. And we don't want what they're telling their friends to be used against them in a way that makes them feel apprehensive towards making friends in the future. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So the buckets are really like, okay, is Sophia, what bucket is she in for you? That's that's how you can language it when you're working with your daughter. If she wants to express herself or she wants to, and she might not come to you to say these things around what she's telling her friends, But having conversations around, well, how close are you with Sophia and what bucket does she fall in? Does she fall in like the the steel trap bucket? And you guys can come up with some like really fun, cheeky names. Is she like more of the acquaintance? Like you only really hang out with her at school. You wouldn't really invite her over for a sleepover bucket. You know what I mean? So that way you're teaching your daughter discernment, one of our favorite D words. So when she's ready to bring people in from her community to share something with, she can either figure out, is this person my person? Or is she my person, but not, I don't know, I might question her 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 motives here. And it might come back to hurt me. So that is um, something that Mary and I love to teach our girls. And we, we hope that that helps you then in this conversation around friendships at home. And knowing that the buckets, they flow. So Jill is my absolute ride or die best friend, business partner. I share anything and everything with her and vice versa. However, she wasn't always in my primary bucket. She was a secondary and a tertiary for a while while I was just getting to know her. So making sure your daughters understand that people can flow in and out of buckets and that's Mm -hmm. why where the discernment comes in, in knowing who's in what bucket during what periods of your life. Especially, especially middle school friends. Middle school, high school, 100%. Especially those friends that you're like, oh, but I was besties with her from preschool Mm -hmm. to elementary school. And then, but we were, I told her everything. And it's like, things change. Things change. People evolve. And I love that you call that out because that is so important because girls are hell-bound, hell-bent on, but they were my, my they're, best they're friend. They're hell-bound too. They're hell-bound too. You know. <laughs> I've, had, I've had her as a friend for, you know, right. my whole life. So they can ebb and flow. 
It's the statistic, and this is staggering always. Between 7th and 12th grade, 1% of friendships remain. So knowing that really this is the time for self-seeking and figuring out who we are, what we like, what our values are, and that will change from grade to grade to grade as we continue to explore those things. So not having so much stock in certain friendships, we know that friendship breakups are hard, but really teaching your girls to let things like that go because they will find their people when they can establish their values and collaborate with like-minded individuals to bring it all back as as community. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. So freebie along with this episode will be a checklist for you to have these conversations at home with your daughter, whether she is receptive on the surface to you having these conversations or not, she's listening. So talk about it. Openly talk about it. Have conversations around the dinner table while you're in the car. Ask, probe a little bit. And if she doesn't feel like contributing to the conversation, talk about it in, in general as well. So yeah. she is in earshot. She hears you talking nicely about her friends and nicely about her because you are planting seeds and those seeds are growing and she will utilize the information you're talking about even if it's not in the moment. I love it. I was just thinking if if moms are like, well, I don't even know how to bring it up to her. You can say, hey, I learned something really cool today. It's around friendship buckets. And I wanted to share this with you. And here are some of my friends that I'm putting in these buckets. Like you go first. It's okay Mm. for you to say, I'm learning, aka you're also in an earshot of learning this too, because then we'll have conversations moving forward about these buckets with you or whatever it is. So just be okay that you don't have to be profound in how you share this information. Just you go first Try it out on yourself and see how responsive she is so that it can come back around when it's time to come back around. Ooh, yes. Amen, amen, amen. Cheers to you, moms. We know that middle school and high school is tough in terms of watching your daughter struggle, but hopefully with a few of these little implementations, you can help her make it a little easier on herself and her mindset, which ultimately impacts her self-esteem and her self-confidence. So let's raise some strong-minded girls together. Stronger together, baby. We're stronger together. Collaboration over competition. And y'all, we will see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? Have a fantastic day. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same I-can-do-anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.